with this? Hi, your uh, bi-weekly dose of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hi. I'm not worried about people mentioning your bi-weekly dose of 20-something. I'm Kate Reeve. And I'm Tara Mahoney. And we're here to learn and talk about politics and uh, also get drunk. Although I still think dude diplomacy is more accurate, but I'll get over it. Hope you are also enjoying a drink, but probably not, because I usually listen to podcasts when I'm walking, so... Um, well, I can multitask. I can drink and walk. I'm Whoa. Like, so. That's true. <laughs> I can't do anything at the same time as anything else. <laughs> I can only... Uh... Well, it all comes down to your priorities, really. Yeah. And at the end of the day, what's on the top of your pyramid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's something only you can answer. It's drinking. <laughs> it's drinking. <laughs> That's the Irish blood. Yeah, there... Oh. There we go. Um, before we get started, we want to thank the following people for their generous contributions this month. You are helping to keep the podcast wheels turning. Nancy, Brett, Taylor, Haviva, Duncan, Shannon, Susan, Phil, and Meredith. <laughs> thank you all for your uh, contributions this month. That is a huge help to Kate and I, and we are very thankful for it. Um, if you'd like to uh, give us a hand uh, on the podcast, we can use all the help we can get. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, that's 50 cents an episode. You can help to keep the podcast running. If you want to donate to our Patreon, we are at www.patreon.com slash undecidedpod. Uh, that's www.patreon.com slash U-N-D-E-C-I-D-E-D-P-O-D. Does your brain also just freeze when people, like... Ask you to spell things? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm literally to... reading it out. Like, I know, I was instead to of... say that, and I was like, what does that... Oh. Remember? It actually took me, like, a minute. <laughs> oh, wait. Do you mean, like, when people spell things? When people spell things out, like, when they're like, oh, Jimmy, shh. Like, we're going to go get some C-O-O-K-E-I. Oh, my God, I can't spell cookies. <laughs> my... But, like, when, kid, when parents do that to, like, evade the kid's scrutiny. Yeah. Um, my grandma used to do that. She, yeah. We're, we're going to, uh, you know, walk like, the D-O-W-A-L-K. Yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, my brain... That always confuses me. My brain definitely freezes. And then I remembered last time when I tried to spell Patreon, uh-huh. I couldn't. Like, <laughs> I was, like, I crumbled under the pressure mm-hmm. and my brain froze for a second. And so this time, I I just wrote it out. Like, I wrote the That's word smart. out so that I can look. I'm like... That's self-growth. That's a P. That's an A. <laughs> That's a G. Um, so, uh, just in case anyone was wondering, I did pass kindergarten. Um, that was a thing that happened mm-hmm. um you know the rest of it is probably bullshit mm-hmm. after that education wise but you know we can talk about that later i think we should get right into it what do you think yeah let's, you want to get into let's, it uh, let's talk about some news all right um so uh <laughs> first uh, great uh great thing that happened this week uh is the <laughs> federal conservative party um announced uh, on Thursday that it raised a record $24 million in 2018, 2018, mm-hmm. um, following a, a final fourth quarter in which it raked in $7.3 million, which was an all-time high for the party in that quarter, that final quarter of the year, which is uh, often, like, a good time for campaigns to raise funds because uh, it's, like, the time of the year that people are giving Right. A lot of money. Um, 
They're also doing a $1,500 per plate fundraiser soon, so that's good. Uh, love that the conservatives are just making a They're lot of cash. They're consistent with their messaging, at least. Like, they really put their money where their mouth is. Um, uh, flesh that out a little bit, will you? Uh, just that, like, they're the party of elites. They're having a dinner for elites. Like, oh, that's, yeah. That's oh, what, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. It's, it's not a fleshable thought. For it's some reason, <laughs> that was not obvious to me, but it also might have we to do with that. the fact that I... No, no, that, that's fine. It might just have to do with the fact that I've had a Negroni already. Uh, you know, um... Come on. Come on. <laughs> Work with me here. Work with me here. Oh, uh, okay, our second piece of news this week. Um, so, um, our favorite premiere is back at it again. Um, after announcing a couple weeks ago that he was intending to cut university tuition by 10%, um, a couple days ago it came out where this 10% would be coming from, and it's from student fees. So in response, um, students across Ontario have um, taken to the streets in protest, and there was one today, there was one last week, and there's one, uh, I believe, on February 1st here in Toronto, um, and we're going to talk about the details of this cut itself later in the episode, but if you see people walking around Queen's Park uh, with signs that say, fuck Doug Ford, which is, if you ask me, like... Completely legitimate? Some, well, legitimate, but like, come on, that's... Be, be original. Like, oh, 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 like, like, be, sp- like, be specific in your criticism? Uh, sure. <laughs> like, have, like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's very mundane. But anyway. Man, um, Kate thinks everything is boring. <laughs> She's like, everyone be smarter. <laughs> I don't spend any time wasting any time. <laughs> I'm perfect. Yay, yay, Um, uh, well, you know, I mean, wait, would you rather have a sign that says, fuck Doug Ford? Mm-hmm. Or no sign at all? I know it's a good it's an important question I'll let you what about no sign and a firebomb instead <laughs> what about no <laughs> sign and your titties out <laughs> okay cool I yeah. think we both agree on what's better in that yeah. scenario Titt- titties out titties out uh feds are trying out a new program uh whereby they are going to leverage public and private resources quote unquote <laughs> um to uh basically create growth in <clears throat> smaller centers in ontario western canada and the territories um so uh, a lot of uh small towns uh throughout the country um are suffering from uh basically uh like a youth drain uh people get uh people grow up they become of age to leave for university or whatever and then they don't come back to town to like do the jobs and uh so a lot of these towns uh, are experiencing uh uh depressions or uh recessions so you know you drive through like small town ontario there's a lot of things that are closed um and so in an effort to fix this problem and also to um, <clears throat> basically create more spaces for uh, refugees and immigrants to live, the Canadian government is trying to create incentives for uh, these various <clears throat> places in Canada to accept these refugees and immigrants, place them in good uh, paying jobs, and uh, so everybody wins. Um, these like towns get their economies boosted, uh, and uh, immigrants um, and refugees... <clears throat> get a uh get a place to go so i don't know sounds good unless you're going to like somewhere that's cold all the time i don't know <laughs> like yeah i mean hopefully it pans out um included that because uh 
today when I was researching some other uh, parts uh, of news that we, we needed to include today, I became incredibly depressed. <laughs> so I thought that was like a little bit of good news. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have some good news. Kate, you want to talk about the government shutdown? Uh, sure. So I'm sure as uh, most people know, because it's literally anything to do with the Anything to do with the U.S. is, like, shoved down our collective throats now, constantly. Yeah. Um, Correct. Today, which is January 25th, um, President Donald Trump uh, officially, like, re-signed an order, did some, I don't know, agreed to something that basically brought the government back um, after, how long? 35 days of being shut down. The longest in history. Um, Without, and the bill that he signed doesn't provide funding for the border wall, which was the whole impetus of... Uh, basically, like throwing a tantrum. He wanted to the he wanted the Senate to approve five point seven billion dollars. Mm-hmm. That's billion <laughs> with a B, folks. Um, uh, well, you know, while people in the United States are living like well below the poverty line, um, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, government shutdown also costs a lot more. Yeah, and I mean, workers weren't getting paid, haven't been getting paid. Essential services weren't being doled out to the people that need them um from stuff to like tsa agents to healthcare inspectors Mm -hmm. to like welfare yeah um so this kind of shutdown really hurts government workers a lot of whom were actually showing up to work even without getting paid which is like god bless them i yeah but also like psychotic like i can't imagine the dedication but also like the indoctrination that leads to that that's scary there's there's something to be said there that, like, how much can we say that's really indoctrination, too? Like, some people might actually find it comforting to go to work because maybe that will increase their chances of getting their paychecks. Sure. There's, I, been, a lot yeah. of, there's been a lot of speculation as to whether or not these people will get the two paychecks that they've now been owed mm-hmm. for January and the end of December. Like, not clear as to whether or not they will be paid that. Yeah, no, I think you're right in that sense. It definitely also speaks to, like just incredible like economic precarity like what you're just gonna not go to work and then find a new job like in a month like that's not gonna happen that and like uh just like the precarity of like this entire shutdown like Mm -hmm. like none of the rules have been laid out Mm -hmm. or followed Mm -hmm. by the way um like any of the rules that were there for that have not been followed so far so we'll see what happens going forward the bill that uh trump signed is only good for three weeks of funding so maybe maybe there'll be another one we'll maybe we'll be back in three weeks with some more um some more hot takes on that (laughs) we have so many good hot takes on the u.s uh so exciting that we get to talk about uh like international stuff now uh i guess we kind of included that though because the u.s economy um uh has been affected and uh, likely will continue to be affected by this. Um, almost a million people work for the government in the United States, and so you can uh, imagine how that would affect their families, um, as well as like people who get you know welfare from the uh, U.S. government and everything, uh, or any or any services who have pinched pennies to get by. Mm-hmm. That really affects the economy because people don't shop as much, they don't spend as much money. Obviously, the U.S. economy is tied to the world economy, so who knows like what's going to happen. Um, in other news, uh, Juan Guiado, a th- I don't know if that's I'm saying it right. <laughs> Guiado, Guiado. 
I don't, it's fine. Uh, my friend who specialized in Latin American studies in university, I called her today to, like, make sure that I pronounced this right and also got the facts right. <laughs> and I said it. And she was like, yeah, that's right. And then I have no idea how I said it. So apologies to any I mean, it sounds good to me. Latin American uh, or Spanish-speaking people mm-hmm. uh, on the that are listening right now. I'm sure they're deeply offended. Yeah, he's a 35-year-old uh, engineer turned congressman um, who declared himself the new president of Venezuela. Um, <laughs> I'm the president now. I'm the prime minister of Canada. Mm-hmm. That's hot. I yeah. mean, I really admire that self-confidence. I know. It's actually like, it's, I mean, like, think in of, a way, it's kind of sick. what you could accomplish with that kind of, like, it, I know. Yo, it's actually like a Kanye West level of, like, <laughs> you know, like, uh-huh. no one man should have all that power. Yeah. Um, this co- is coming in the midst of, uh, a lot of concern being raised about the swearing in of the current president um, or former president, depending on your opinion, mm-hmm. Nicolas Maduro, uh, leader of the National Socialist Party and president of Venezuela since 2013. Um, after an election uh, that has been criticized as being an appointment or coronation rather than an actual democratic process, um, it is almost as though Guido is saying that this way of doing politics uh, is perfectly acceptable, or given this way of doing politics, uh, i.e. a coronation or uh, appointment, uh, it is perfectly acceptable for anyone to declare themselves president since the democratic process in Venezuela is essentially a farce. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, if this is the case, though, then it can be said that it is equally undemocratic for Canada, the U.S., Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, France, Germany, and the U.K. to recognize Guaido as the president of Venezuela. Uh, Russia, Iran, China, Cuba, Bolivia, and Turkey have chosen not to recognize Guaido, which is causing quite the international skirmish. Um, they're citing the U.S. Uh, trying to lead a coup with Guaido as the leader of a puppet government there, um, which would not be out of character for the United States. States. Uh, they've done that. Uh, mm-hmm. They've done that multiple times. They love sticking their fingers in that Latin American. Oh yeah, and just like mess, just like sticking it in, <laughs> and then just like <laughs> messing it around with it. Like, <laughs> um, pro- uh, to be balanced, uh, it should be noted that Maduro is a successor to Hugo Chavez, who was globally maligned for dictatorial practices, and he and who himself staged a military coup in order to come to power during the Pink Tide socialist wave in Latin America. Chavez died in 2013, and the U.S. was very unsupportive of him, as was the international community. Um, it probably should also be noted that Venezuela has struggled economic and socially in a major way during the end of the Chavez years, and has and uh, Venezuela has been in a national crisis since Maduro uh, took power. Mm-hmm. Um, so Canada called uh, Guido today mm-hmm. and was like, or the Christopher Freeland called him today, and they Our were favorite like, favorite girl boss, <laughs> plutocrats. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> And was like, oh my god, you're so great. <laughs> it's just so funny that like the all these like Western countries are, you know, they're like, oh yeah, you're great. Mm-hmm. Like not even, uh, I guess either not caring or not being self aware of the like intense irony mm-hmm. of like being like, oh yeah, you're fine. But like nobody elected him. Yeah. Nobody elected Maduro either. But yeah, sticky, weird mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, so that's your uh, deal. That's your dose, your biweekly dose of mm-hmm. uh, you know news. That's that's what you kind of gotta know. Mm-hmm. There's probably other stuff, but there's lots of other stuff. Man, you can only know so many things. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of knowing things, we're gonna continue with part two of our Canadian federal politics 101. 
pew, 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 um, uh, to get you up to date on how the federal election works here in Canada. Last week, we talked about how uh, federal leaders are chosen uh, for their respective parties. Uh, we talked about the first past the post system, which is how people are elected uh, here in Canada um, federally and provincially. And uh, oh, I think also municipally. Cool. And, <laughs> um, and so, uh, so then what happens after party leaders are chosen mm-hmm. that's uh, a great question i ask myself that every day yeah <laughs> i wake up i look in the mirror and i ask myself but how are the mps chosen because that's what i want to know they're appointed they're coronated yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh god chooses them mm. uh or at least they would like to think that yeah um but in reality allegedly mm. <laughs> uh we choose them mm-hmm. in federal elections sometimes in by elections that happen outside of the federal election season but mostly during the federal elections they happen once every 4 years or so um they uh, uh they're elected uh in ridings which are federal jurisdictions um you prob- you live in a riding. Everyone lives in a riding. Um, and then the number of MPs for any given party decides who the next prime minister is. So the leader of the party who has the most MPs gets to be prime minister. It's a fun mm-hmm. game. Uh, sometimes you have to form alliances with other parties to form government because you don't have enough uh, support of the population uh, to do that. Um for more information on our first past the post system, you can listen to our last episode uh, mm-hmm. to understand uh, its merits and flaws. Uh, mostly flaws, though. <laughs> yeah, especially for federal politics. A lot of people, at least that I know, were kind of frustrated by it because unlike in the States, you don't get to vote for your presidential candidate, you vote for the party. Mm-hmm. So even if you like one leader but aren't super keen on the party as a whole, you have to vote with the party Yeah, instead of the personality. That's a really good point um, because as much as we like to criticize the United States, how we all say, how, or not we all, uh, the media like to talk about how the Electoral College is dead and like, you know, even though Hillary Clinton got like more of the popular vote, Donald Trump won the United States well, election. Well, sure, like objectively they have a fucked up electoral system. Yeah, but no, it's a good point to mm-hmm. make like that. But at least you get to vote for yeah, no, the individual. Th- that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, oh, uh, last thing about uh, our Canadian Federal Elections 101 segment is that you might not know, but these things fall under federal jurisdiction. Mail, taxes, money, banking. This is from the Canadian government website. <laughs> I would love to know the difference between... What is... Money is like making of money. Like, like but, printing money. Oh, yeah. Ban- and then what's and banking? banking would be like the economy. Like setting interest rates, stuff like that. Thank God you're here. Um, <laughs> well, I took one semester of first-year economics in university. You didn't. So I did. Then I dropped out. Yeah, Eco 100. It was me and my friend. Uh-huh. Um, and after I adopted the class, his grade rose 5%. Because he spent so much time trying to help me do well. That poor man. And um, I did not do well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. There's, Needless to say. It's too boring and it's too bullshit. Neoclassical economics is like... Uh, not true. Like, uh, probably. I, (laughs) I'm making it all up. Don't listen to anything I say. It doesn't require any actual math, but like, I just can't draw a straight line. Like I can't do Mm -hmm. graphs. I can't Mm do, I'm just not a logical thinker. It really does not work. You are a logical thinker. That's not, that's not, that's not the thing. But I'm not, I'm maybe like analytic. 
stuff I can do, but, like, logic, I can't do. Like, I can't think through, like, puzzles or, like, huh. stuff like that at all. It's re- I'm really shit at it. That's why I'm bad at languages, but too. you... You can think through puzzles. Like, you actually... Or you can think through... You can create your own puzzles if that if that makes sense you can you can sure. you can create a very coherent argument is yeah that, does that, that make but, sense yeah but i don't know if that's logic i don't know that is anyway logic. whatever not um, good at like i think that math. this is a really important part of the podcast yeah, it is actually no 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 i'm <laughs> fucking keeping the shit out of this uh yeah uh, class of ever dropped econ r.i.p um kate's first semester of university yeah um that was really rough wasted mark really wasted mark wednesday is six to nine Grim time. Yeah. Ooh, that's really bad. That's yeah. literally the worst time yeah. of the week. Yeah. Or Tuesdays six to nine would be pretty bad too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, moving on from neoclassical economics, we've got banking, uh, uh falling under federal jurisdiction, mm-hmm. uh, shipping, railways, <laughs> pipelines, like 18th century priorities. Yeah. Shipping and railways. Yeah. Well, I mean, people do still ship I mean, things. I, yeah, and I, I take the train a lot. I love the train. Correct. I yes. Do. Um, I'm a beer rail bitch. It's super. <laughs> it's super expensive to take the train, though. You, you think have to book that, far ahead. I know, but like you think like this is like subsidized by the federal government. You mm-hmm. think you think you could get a cheaper train ticket anyway. Mm-hmm. Pipelines are favorite subject. Uh-huh. Um, Maybe next week we should do climate. Anyway, sorry. Um, noted and kept. <laughs> uh, telephones. <laughs> You used to call me on my tel- on my old rotary phone. You can't see me, but I'm shaking my head at her right now. Ding, 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 uh, Drake is heinous. Heinous. <laughs> Hot take. Okay, uh, criminal law, foreign mm-hmm. affairs, national defense, employment insurance, and aboriginal lands and rights, which also have their own, uh, like, they have their own jurisdiction they have their own oversight body for that as well um so i mean but obviously we have the truth and reconciliation commission so obviously we have some sort of the federal government has some sort of involvement in that not a good one so far Mm -hmm. though (laughs) um so yeah that's your canadian federal politics 101 next we're gonna play um our favorite game one of my favorite things to do uh, Chuck Fuck Mary. I never got to go to summer camp, so this has like a special oh place in my heart. I should make as you a, a friendship bracelet game. and braid your hair oh God, right please. now. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, so this week, last week, we did the three Canadian, like the mainstream party leaders. So we did Singh, uh, Trudeau, Trudeau, and my personal favorite, Sheer. Yeah. Um, and this week we're gonna do um, kind of like what did we say? Uh. Powerful oh. Maniacs? Oh, yeah, Powerful Maniacs. Yeah, Powerful Maniacs. Yeah. I really like that label. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's already hot. Yeah. It's already hot. It is already hot. Yeah. Um, Although you might disagree when you hear the list of names. Yeah. So today on the docket, we have Benjamin Netanyahu of the... Uh, Do we say Benjamin? I don't know. That's what Professor Hansen says, so I just, like, I went with it. Or Benjamin... He says, he says Walter Benjamin. Yeah. That's a different... I, thought, I know, I know, but I thought the translation would, like, carry. Okay, Shout out to Professor Hansen. Shh. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, Benjamin Netanyahu, whatever. Um, trying to make it more ethnic, but not allowed, apparently. <laughs> um, Benjamin Netanyahu, the <laughs> Prime Minister of Israel. Um, whoop, whoop! Then we have Vladimir Putin... 
the <laughs> president as of <laughs> Russia. Otherwise, otherwise known as Vlad. <laughs> we were on a first name basis. Yeah, me and Vlad. Uh, and then, of course, he was he had to come in eventually, and we're just gonna get it out of the way. Then we have Trump. Yeah. Um. Uh, we we struggled like personally think is hilarious. Anyway, we he is very funny. Yeah, we struggled to make this list. We tried so mm-hmm. hard to find like people that were like of equal hotness because like yeah. it would be like really it would be it would be unfair to put like it'd be unfair to put like if we're going historical like to put Stalin with like Kim Jong Un mm-hmm. that would be unfair mm-hmm. or like Lenin yeah and, like early days yeah yeah. Yeah, Lennon's totally hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we really struggled with this list. Uh, so, I feel like, actually, Trump... I mean, I, I actually am interested to hear Kate's thoughts on this, but I feel like Trump, like, doesn't quite live up in in terms of, like, Powerful physical mania. hotness. Oh. No, physical hotness. But the thing is, it's not just about physicality. It's also about aura. It's about personality. It's about yeah. presence. And, like... <laughs> yeah, true. There's a lot to be said about all of these men in all those categories, and I'm... I'm eager to get into it with mm-hmm. you. Eventually, some at some point we'll do women too. But um, I mean, there's so few. There's so, we're so few. few women, and we were like, we don't want to pick on them. Also, like, okay, this I is, feel this fine is objectifying be, men, but yeah. Women? Also, like, most female leaders are not hot. Like, that's where they get into politics. Yeah, but most male leaders <laughs> are not hot. Like, look at the list we're fucking looking at today. That's literally oh, the creme de la some creme. Some of them were hot when they were young. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Actually, like I, I all can't of them were hot any, when they were young. Like, female like pms who are like actually really hot the girl that's like the woman like, angela merkel scares me yeah the woman that's uh in charge of new zealand oh she's she's young. the breastfeeding yeah, one yeah yeah she's hot. <laughs> um all right so uh here we go check fuck mary oh yeah kate i want you to go first okay i haven't really okay this is no. just coming to me i'm gonna oh, don't be stressed it's okay okay no one is gonna hold you to this no one's okay. going to put a knife... To, well, hopefully. That would be really awful if someone put a knife to your throat and yeah. asked you this question. Um, this is hard. Okay. Wow. I'm just... I'm really... I'm weighing my options. Okay, because here's the thing. Netanyahu was really hot when he was young. Yo, he was like, so hot. incredibly attractive. And I'm saying this as someone who really does have a height minimum, which he is far below. He he's, is far below. He's 5'9". He's he's, dude, he's, oh, he's five... He's six inches below your height minimum. Yeah. He's five or six inches below your height minimum. Yeah. Yeah. You just revealed my height My height minimum. I know. But was that a secret? But wait. Didn't we saying, reveal that on the re- last episode? You're saying my height minimum is... Five four or five five. That's not my height no, minimum. Six, that's my height maximum. Wait, six three. Six five is a height maximum. Six feet is a minimum. To be honest, I don't know the leeway. imperial system. I don't know how many fucking inches are in a feet. So no, no, no. fucking sue me. Okay. <laughs> okay, we can cut that out. No. Basically, Netanyahu great. was really hot when he was young. He is quite short, but I will let that slide considering how hot he was when he was young. Mm-hmm. He is still a terrifying person he's a very terrifying he has like such a deep voice yeah but that's hot also he's so like boxy but that's just, hot yeah um no, I'm like, but I'm like he has it. like no soul which in some capacity is also hot it's like andrew Shear. yeah um well maybe not anyway yeah continue and then so, the same thing can kind of be said of putin but like i feel like he would be more likely to like murder me and maybe Vlad. that's maybe that's like Russia phobia that's just coming out. 
Um, yeah, you've been brainwashed by the anti-commie <laughs> sentiment yeah. from the, you know, from uh, our parents' No, age. but I mean, like, I don't know. I, I feel like most people are I've just, also like, been brainwashed by that. Yeah, so. very suspicious of Russians. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Russians are very suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> suspicious um, people. So. Yeah, but also, like... Like, Netanyahu and his wife, Sarah, like, they do have a, they've had a very long-term marriage. I feel like he's a committed guy, and Sarah's, like, really ugly, so, like, I feel like he's, he's really in it. What the fuck? Look, Tari, you've been to Israel. There are so many hot people in Israel, and Sarah Netanyahu is not hot, and she never was hot. So, like, he's obviously in it for the personality, or the hmm. power, I don't know. Hmm. There is a running theory that she, like, basically, like, mind-controls him, though. It's really interesting. R.I.P. Like, she, like, pulls all the strings. What the fuck? Well, yeah. she was involved in that class. extreme crazy scandal, right? With like, the food? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't She's remember. She's involved in a lot of weird stuff. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Okay. Um. So, okay. Basically, this, this, is, this is a good discussion. discussion. This is a good discussion. I would fuck Netanyahu, kill Putin, and marry Trump. Um, why would you marry Trump and not Netanyahu? Because Trump... I feel like has no real ideology, whereas Netanyahu definitely does, and he is determined to see it through. Trump, on the other hand, is although people keep saying, "Oh, he's not as rich as he says he is." Whatever, he's still rich. He and he could still provide me with a lifestyle that I'd want to live. Um, go fuck prostitutes and mind his own business. Mm-hmm. Get um, peed on. Get peed like, on. Sure, them. whatever. Like do whatever he wants to do. It doesn't involve me. I don't care. Um, and like basically, it's just like a. A hilarious guy who I get to hang out with who buys me stuff. That sounds great to me. I'm absolutely in for that. And Yahoo, on the other hand, would be like, hey, baby, you want to go shoot some Palestinians? And I'd be like, maybe next week. My like, hair's going to fall out yeah. if you ask me to do that. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be fun. I'm not going to be cute. Yeah, and I feel like Putin would, like, a thousand and one nights me, so. True. But maybe you could keep, uh, you could telling keep yourself alive no. by keep telling him. No, I'm not that creative. Too- anyway, what do you think? interesting that's interesting. a long ramble no I, I think that it's really important for you to justify these things i need to break it i need to i need to share my i mean these are all objectively abhorrent people of um, course one thing i would say about your trump thing is mm-hmm. um in addition to him being not having an ideology mm-hmm. uh he seems to be very easily manipulatable this is true manipulatable Manip- M- manipulable <laughs> i don't know if that's a real word that's a word uh, well, yeah. if it's not we just made it up <laughs> uh so like i feel like that's a really mm-hmm. uh interesting thing uh whereas it seems like uh the other two are like more ideologically driven yeah exactly. Uh, like putin was a kgb member mm-hmm. uh you know, yeah mm-hmm. <sighs> but like who has more power objectively i think that trump has more power than putin hell no putin definitely has more power than trump what do you mean? Trump is the president of the United States. He literally so? can do anything right now. So can he Putin, has the like, United States Army at his fucking disposal. Yeah, dude. but the United States is declining. Like they are, they don't matter that much. But anymore. Russia's not it's really the on East. the rise. Yeah, they are. Not as much. No, dude, I not as much so. as China. Sure, but like they're still better than the United States. I think. I don't know. Also, the United States is bound to like, or in some capacity to like more like moral codes and whatever. But Russia just literally does whatever it wants. Correct. That's correct. Man, this is a hard one. I think I'd probably... 
Well, okay, so if I'm following my old logic, mm-hmm. uh, you just, like, kind of derailed my path okay, a little sorry, bit. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry. it's fine. It's fine. It's good that we have this, this discussion. Critical um, <laughs> critical debate. My, my, my idea was that, like, by killing Trump, I might be able to, like, do some sort of, like, good, civic good. I know that this is not what No this is... civic good should be involved. Okay, okay. Purely um, self-interest. Okay, purely self-interested. Um... <sighs> I feel I feel like I would marry Putin because I but it's because I don't know him. Mm. You want a mystery in a relationship. And in House of Cards, the Co- the Putin character is like this like romantic like oh. scary but like scary but like romantic Maybe like just like I would I would give you love. like the you know like the I would oh, give hot. you like the fucking world or whatever yeah. to like Claire would. what Underwood or whatever her name is yeah and like I'm totally basing my entire Putin thing off of that which That's is okay. probably bad but anyway mm-hmm. I don't know Putin I don't I I mean I feel like I know Trump you know <laughs> like I just feel like I know him and you know um so I would definitely marry Putin I would fuck Netanyahu mm-hmm. and I would Agreed. kill Trump. Yeah. Because, okay, like, let's, if we're just talking about, like, if we're talking about self interest, mm-hmm. okay, Netanyahu and Putin are, like, now objectively hotter mm-hmm. than, than Trump. Trump. Sure. Yeah. Trump, as fucking cliche as this is, he is, like, a, like, a kind of fat Cheeto. Like, I feel like his face is gonna fall off. Yeah, but, but he's like, gonna Putin... die soon. He's gonna die before both of them. Marry him. Get that money. <laughs> and you never have to, like, you, you, you don't see have to hang like, with him. You see I do. her like this is this is this is an Eastern woman on the rise. Like mm-hmm. she's so smart. Yo, she's an Melania immigrant. is gonna Melania is Russia and she's gonna take over the United yeah. States. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's fuck. the whole Russia gate cool. conspiracy. It's her. Man, that's fucked up. Okay, Genius. well, this has been Chuck Fuck Mary. Uh, tune in next week for our. Uh, Are we gonna do know. the Middle East? Are we gonna do women? Are we gonna We're do gonna, historical? You won't figures? know. You won't know until two we'll weeks see. from now. Oh, you have. Maybe we'll do Latin America. We'll stay on theme. Who knows? Ooh, depends on what's in the news. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, so our final um, we so that was a little mouthwash, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just to like get your palate cleansed for the final doom and gloom of this week, which was the uh, Ontario uh, OSAP cuts and tuition reduction by Doug Ford. Mm-hmm. And Kate's going to tell you a little bit about that because it actually uh, potentially could directly affect her. Uh, more than more than a lot of people. Okay, so basically, um, a couple of weeks ago, Doug Ford announced that he was going to be cutting tuition for post-secondary education in Ontario by 10%, but he didn't specify where this 10% will be coming from and how it will be made up. Then, this week, he his government announced that that 10% would be coming directly from student fees, and the student fees that will be cut are for services that are deemed non-essential. So this includes student clubs, organizations, student unions, which is really important, and all sorts of other uh, collectively bargained student agreements like healthcare plans and dental plans. Um, this also includes changes to OSAP, basically making it harder to get OSAP. Um, you have to pay back your loans sooner and with interest right away. In case someone doesn't know what's OSAP, Kate. Oh, OSAP is just like federal grants and loans or sorry, provincial grants and loans for students attending post-secondary. Under the Liberals, they instituted a program where if your household income is under $50,000 a year, you're able to attend university um, with your tuition paid, which is 
huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is basically like on the chopping block. It's really unclear what exactly is going to happen to OSAP. Um, but basically, it's uh, going to be a lot harder to access now. Um, so it's really shitty. Um, the thing is, the thing is that these cuts will disproportionately impact students who are already given less space on campus because they'll be going to groups like the Muslim Students Association, LGBTQ Student Associations, which are places for these students to kind of gather and uh, make their voices heard in a big institution, especially at U of T, they're really important. Um, And as like corrupt and shitty as most student unions are, there are at least some kind of mechanism that students have to uh, bargain Bargain for their own rights. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, this is pretty shitty. People are pretty mad about it. I'm pretty upset about it. I don't really... I don't know what else to say about it, but... Yeah. Well, I mean... Uh, two things, I think, to Oh, si- sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I also newspaper. forgot that student newspapers would was, also be cut. Yeah. Um, because they're funded by student fees. And this would be a huge problem because student newspapers cover internal institutional affairs of universities. And especially at big schools like U of T and Queens, where there are lots like over 50,000 students, um, local newspapers don't have the capacity to cover these kind of administrative proceedings, but they actually impact a lot of people and they need to be reported on. Mm-hmm. Was there another thing? No, that's it. Um, and you you work for the newspaper, uh, so your job would could personally be... Pers- your personal job could be on the chopping lo- block yeah. right now, yeah. um, which is... Which is big. And there are hundreds of, there's probably thousands of other people like you in Ontario Mm -hmm. who get a substantial amount of their income, if not all of their income, Mm -hmm. from working for a student newspaper whose jobs will be cut. So in addition to people not having the support of um, uh, the the various things that student fees bring in, um, the support of having tuition either fully paid for or partially paid for, people are losing jobs mm-hmm. um which is you know i mean it's definitely a minority of people who work for student newspapers like our u of t's student newspaper is the biggest in ontario and we only have a staff of like 20 people um yeah but there's like i mean but there are fine them. there's hundreds of people though yeah, sure. that are hundreds of students that are losing their jobs right um and i i, I fair like the, mm-hmm. maybe that's not like the biggest portion of this but it's important to note mm-hmm. and um uh, you know, like the, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's another thing to add to the list of people that will be severely mm-hmm. economically disadvantaged mm-hmm. by these, uh, cuts, which are designed to, uh, make school more affordable mm-hmm. for these groups of people, yeah. uh, which is obviously mm-hmm. bullshit. It's really funny. I find that this is kind of like the buck a beer thing in the sense that they're like, we're going to make buck a beer a thing mm-hmm. um but then they just went to the, like the the beer companies and they were like make your beer a buck a beer and yeah. the beer companies were like no yeah uh i don't think ontario institutions or educational institutions you unfortunately have no. that um ability but the only they idiot- didn't do this they didn't do this like out of the government coffers no. and like give no, something it's not like, it's not to like anyone grants to cut tuition by 10 percent. yeah like the um, like the liberals did they're mandating that universities cut their fees by 10 percent from student fees 
but they are giving their universities themselves the agency to, the agency to determine which services are essential and not essential. Mm-hmm. So there is some hope in who the university will pick, but it, they still have to cut ten percent. So yeah, where is it going to come from? People are going no matter how they and, choose, and to it go. has to come from student fees. Yeah, so it can't come from can't come from like administrative costs, institutional costs, like all this other stuff. So that's garbage. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, what's, what's the, what's the, what's the upshot of this? Oh, what, uh, Kate, talk about the left-leaning, right-leaning element of this on campus. Oh, okay. Um, like, to go kind of more meta, the, one of the scarier things about this is that a lot of the clubs and student groups and student unions that would be cut, uh, that will be cut in 2019-2020 school year, um, is that these are places for student activism, which is already, like, incredibly limited in Canada and in Ontario, like, to a point that it's pretty pathetic. But even so, these are uh, main places for student activism and kind of collective action. And without these gathering spaces, um, it would be a lot harder to kind of facilitate discourse on campus and basically sort of shift the entire political spectrum a bit more rightward because you wouldn't have these activist groups um, working in the institution and with the support of the institution. That's not to say that it's impossible for these to self-fund and crop up on their own, but it's a lot harder to do that if you don't have room to do it, you don't have time, you don't have funding. So you also unfortunately have the effect of uh, when university becomes less affordable Mm -hmm. or less accessible financially in any way, Mm -hmm. um, you tend to get more um, conservatives on campus, mm-hmm. more right-wingers on campus, um, because people that have more wealth tend to be more right-wing. That is just... Well, you don't want to get rid of it, yeah. Objectively true. Um, and so, uh, that's, that's another way that those, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, institutions, li- uh, like universities can become more, uh, politically one-sided. Mm-hmm. And maybe we shouldn't even frame it in a right-wing perspective. Yeah, right, the right. danger mm-hmm. is that it's going to become politically flat. Yeah. Uh, which is, what's the fucking point mm-hmm. of a university, of an educational institution? Yeah, you go to if university not to, to learn how to be critical. To expand your horizons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this comes on the heels of uh, six months. Um, now, of six, six months... months? Since, like... June. June? That's six months. Oh, my yeah. God. That's crazy. Um, six months of, uh, of, of cutting. Mm-hmm. Now, say, uh, say about what Doug Ford... About... Say about Doug Ford what you will. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, uh, progressive governments becoming in... Pa- getting in power across the world right now, having a really big problem, uh, making changes that they promise because of a little thing called compromise mm. which conservative governments uh in it like literally statistically in the last two years have not been willing to do they will be bullish mm-hmm. and just barrel through uh the changes that they promise to do um and so say about what doug for what you will he has been effective oh yeah um, absolutely Let's talk a little bit about the other cuts that Ford has. Uh, we can just list them off. Uh, okay. Uh, there's the sex ed curriculum rollback, which we talked about. Um, the like quote unquote snitch line for teachers who don't teach the appropriate curriculum or kind of deviate from the script. Um, indigenous history education cuts. The basic income pilot cancellation. Cut the size of, of Toronto City Council in half. 
uh, challenges the imposition or Ford has launched challenge, a legal challenge uh, against the federal imposition of a carbon tax and abolish the cap and trade system, uh, cut funding for safe injection sites and uh, <laughs> failed to actually put through buck a beer. <laughs> a huge campaign promise. Huge campaign promise. Yes. That's why I voted for him. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so um, I guess like kind of the upshot of talking about all of this is, um, uh, you know, what is the importance of, of public spending? Yeah. And why right? does, why do these cuts matter? Like, um, I think that when a government like for, or a, a campaign like Ford's comes to the, uh, like forefront of the debate and they said, they say, we're going to cut blah, blah, blah and reduce your taxes, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's lots of, like, things that can be said about, you know, maybe people that make under a certain uh, uh, a, a certain amount a year shouldn't have to pay tax. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you shouldn't tax people that, like, make under $50,000 a year. I, whatever, yeah. Whatever. Like, whatever you think about taxing, mm-hmm. the government uh, needs to spend money to mm-hmm. take care of people. Um there's a serious need for care in this country. We have large parts of the population who, through no fault of their own, are in an economic position, which is the antithesis of what we project as the Canadian dream, mm-hmm. i.e., if you work hard, if you come to this country and you work hard, you're going to get ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but that isn't necessarily true in late-stage capitalism. So a large majority of the population, in fact, actually works the same 40 hours or more a week, as the person who earns like a million dollars a year and basically they don't have any social mobility even though they're working just as hard or actually (laughs) probably working a lot harder probably working harder um and they can't improve their financial position um for these people public spending and government programs like osap and stuff like that are key in actually achieving a good quality of life um and basically that's I mean, why else is the government existing if not to facilitate a, like, a fair and good life for its citizens? Uh, so shouldn't we ask that of our leaders? And, yeah. Um, now, I think that if you're, uh, like, looking at our current system, it's fair to say that, you know, maybe... Uh, putting a band-aid on it like with things like OSAP for people that make under a certain amount of money a Mm -hmm. year won't fix the entire problem Mm -hmm. so yeah maybe we need a whole system overhaul maybe we need to like radically restructure Mm -hmm. but regardless if you agree with the fact if you agree with the idea that government should be there to uh, provide a good quality of life for the people it represents Mm -hmm. um, looking at social programs for their economic potential is irrelevant because the economy should serve people and people shouldn't have to serve the economy. Mm-hmm. That's And that's basically why these budget cuts matter because they're putting this like mythical idea of the economy of the market as god ahead of the people who are actually living and working in Canada and in Ontario especially which is what we've been talking about with the Ford government. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, maybe we can think about that more and we'll we'll revisit this topic uh, in later episodes for sure. 
Um, we'd love to know what you think about it. You should reach out to us on uh, social media. We're on Twitter at undecided underscore pod, on Instagram at undecided podcast, and on Facebook at slash undecided pod. And we want to know what you think. Send us a DM or a comment, and we'd love to know your thoughts. We'd love to answer your questions. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we'd love to hear your ideas about how you think that the country or your city should be run. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I realize we've ended this on a bit of a wonky, sad note. Yeah. <laughs> rather, a rather sad note. Um, but uh, I'd like to say that... Um, you, the person listening, have an incredible amount of power to change things in your own life by talking to people around you about the ideas that you hold to be true. So if you liked what you heard on this podcast, talk to someone else about it. Ask them questions about what they think. Um, it's it's really like a great way to just like make conversation. Um, also a really great Find way. Find a hubby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like a daddy. That's the only reason I talk to people. Yeah. I'm just looking for my husband. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's it for us uh, on Undecided this week. Don't forget to rate us and review us on iTunes. If you thought what we did here was good and valuable, a rating and or a review on iTunes or your podcast app, help us get noticed and help other people understand this crazy annoying overwhelming world uh, that is uh current affairs mm-hmm. um kate your final words <laughs> bye <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> oh that was really tiring i have to be so bad oh god get out It was a little bit shocking for some to learn that I had when I was younger uh, consumed marijuana. Thank you.